Uh, okay, we are live. Uh, this is Sales Series. This is episode 16. People know I love these. Uh, I got a good one. Pierre Jamet uh, with Fetipo. Wow. Fetipo. Sorry. <laughs> and, and then for for everybody else, uh, most say Petit Pot, and he said that. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. Pleasure being here. I'd like you to say the brand now, the way it should be. <laughs> so it's uh, we say Petit Pot, um, and usually in America, you, you say Petit Pot. Uh, you pronounce every letters of the, the two words. Of course we do. Uh, of course we do. We're a little slower here. Um, calm down, folks, okay? I'm all Americans. Let's go. Go. Okay, stop. <laughs> Um, let's get into it. Uh, we'll be sales focused. We're going to talk about the lay of the land of CPG, which I like to do. I always stay current what's happening out there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. I, I assume you're head of sales, what you do and, and what you sell. So at least we have context. Totally. Um, so I'm a chief sales officer for Petipo. Um, so I do all sales for, for the company. Um, also do wear a bunch of hats as, as a lot of people in startups do. Um, and Pudipo is the, the leading uh, premium brand of refrigerated pudding. Uh, so we're really going after like the Jello and the Cozy Shack of the world. Cool. Okay. Um, what do you see out there? Like, let's just start sales in general today. Um, we talked offline for a minute, um, but maybe give the last, let's just say for, for the year uh, and what you're seeing from this year and then even currently as we're going to go into the holidays. Yeah, I think it's it's a lot of uncertainty. Um, I think we're we're kind of navigating those times where we felt like, oh, coming out of the pandemic, it's gonna be great. You know, work travel is back, trade show is back, and everything. Uh, we're gonna get things done. Um, and now we're getting just a, a lot of inflation, a lot of other you know, kind of outside of our control uh, type things. Um, so I I think it's just creating a lot of uncertainty. Like the buyers are pushing out reviews kind of focusing on the core, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of frustrating in many, uh, in many aspects. Um, so that's kind of what I'm seeing and, and feeling. Got it. Okay. And would you say that, of course, we know the answer, but it's, it's, it's coupled up with all of these things that are occurring, right? Um, we're in a really interesting time of not just in this space, but just you know, globally, right? As far as recession and and inflation and interest rates and, and right uh, jobs uh, that are being just massively cut, especially by the biggest players, um, you know. So there is there's a lot of 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 instability, mm -hmm. um, and so how does that affect sales and or the salesperson within a CPG organization? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I, I think, um, you know, we, we started the year with like potential price increases and everything where we felt like there was a lot of elasticity in price. I think we're closing the year where we're feeling like, hey, price really matters right now. A lot of people are saving on things, trying to go to private label and other things. Um, so I think for us, we're trying to be very focused on our distribution, really uh, focusing on our partners right now driving those velocities, uh, trying to find those efficiencies in the PNL and and still trying to promote because we have to stay top of mind and we have to bring that you know value even though we're a very very premium uh, product uh, we're not going we're not bringing that chopper from cozy Shack and Jello but 
you know, everybody is looking at price right now. Uh, there's that feeling of consumers that they finally caught up and, and they know there's a bunch of inflation throughout the store. Yeah. And we're going to find out soon enough whether or not the retail partnerships are going to let those premium brands have their moment here. Right. And by that, I mean, allow us to hang around. Um, because I mean, again, if if people are, are are sensitive to price, that means they're moving into something else, and they may not even want to. It's just I'm moving over here. I just did it myself. I mean, I eat openly. I eat a lot of most of my food. I eat is whole food, so I eat a lot of steak and red meat and things. Like that. And I am looking for what you know what is is at a you know at, on sale for a price per pound. Um, I still try to keep it a premium cut. But I'm still looking. And so I just use that as an example. But I'll morph into something else. Orange juice. Um, I like to have, you know, some orange juice in the house at all times. I was, I couldn't even believe it. It was like, it was nine bucks or something, you know. And, and even for me, I'm thinking, wow, that's really expensive. Um, what Do you think that retail partnerships, the good ones, are going to allow us to hang out? <laughs> that's the million dollar question the billion dollar question i i think it depends uh, i think it depends on the on the strength of your partnership on your capacity to still promote and, and show that you are a good partner and you're doing what you can uh to drive that value and and keep growing sales or control that decline um i i don't know i think it's going to be tough to be to be completely honest i think the premium share is going to shrink um, so you definitely want to be on top of all those premium competitors. Uh, you may be in sets where premium is only one or two brands, um, you know, in a year. That, that's, that's, it's a great comment. Um, and it's speaking specifically on the actual retail partnership. Number one, it definitely is, you know, how strong is that partnership? Um, it does, you could be, have a great relationship with the buyer or whatever it may be, but, but some, they, then they move off the desk. So it doesn't matter. And they're just looking at numbers and you got to be really cognizant of that. Then you also have to look at the storyline of the retailer. So I'll move us from, let's just say, a natural natural, you know, uh, retail partner, which is really where premiums often lives more of, right? And move us, let's say, into conventional. And just for a point of case is um, we had a really interesting conversation with the buyer and their, and their story has changed a little bit. You know, it was it was uh, it, 18 months ago. It was being about the organic and plant based. And we want to focus on that for a customer and, and, and carve that out. And it's it's shrinking. It's slowly shrinking even more. And it's because they they legitimately are saying we're all about velocity right now. We're, and we don't want it. We, it is what it is. Right. So as much as we want to carve that space out, which makes sense. It's just, are you turning on shelf compared to the, the ones next to you? Even if they, they don't offer the value nutritionally and, and, and just ingredient and the like, right? It's, it's, it's reality. Yeah, I, th I think they, they want to have premium. They understand organic, plant-based, you know, et cetera. But they don't want it to be outpriced. You know, they, they want to feel like it's going to turn and, and you have to reassure them that it's going to turn. Um, I think the other interesting thing I've, I've seen in my past meetings with, you know, Wegmans, Costco, they've been asking for price decrease. Uh, we didn't take any price increase, you know, but I think it's the type of conversation we're going to have with a lot of retailers uh, and that's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and, and so 
how are you navigating that now that we're going to go into the holidays here, right? We kind of get off offline. We're saying it, it felt a little slow in these last three to six months. Um, not, you know, again, they're working and people never understand what these buyers are, are doing. There's a, there's a thousand brands. I mean, like there's a lot going on. Um, you're not their only, uh, you're not their only, uh, partner. Right. And so it, it felt a little slow though, because of all these other things that are going on in the world. And now we're going to get into these two months that get even slower in our industry, so what would you suggest brands specifically, let's say the sales channel, the brands be doing? Yeah, um, I think it's looking back a little bit at all the promotions that were done, marketing programs, et cetera, everything that's, you know, driving velocity and seeing what what you really need to be doing over the next, I wouldn't say 12 months, I would say over the next three months, six months, really getting the buyer to say, hey, I want to make some changes or I want to give you some growth of facings or skews, et cetera. I think that's one fold. Second fold is innovation. And to your point about organic plant-based price, looking at, do you have the right product for the right market? You know, is your offering for conventional, is it the right strategic offer right now? Um, can you bring more value, maybe a, a higher pack size, you know, maybe looking at switching from organic to non-GMO? I don't know. But I think having those conversations and, and inviting maybe the retailer to have those conversations with you, uh, treating them really like a partner, understanding their pain and, and what they're focusing on right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a good comment. I mean, there, there's the other side trying to be optimistic about it, right? I, I just I did a post this morning. I went on a six minute vendor. Uh, on video. And I just gave it because this is what we're all thinking, founders and, and anybody associated with the brand, um, because they feel it from top down, they, they feel the energy. And um, it's it, the, the flip side to it is there's a lot less coming into the space. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, oh, I always said this, it's a people were like, oh, why is it so hot? Well, number one is there's a bunch of money coming into the space. It happens in any industry, right? Tech, whatever. Um, it's wherever these, these guys and gals think that they're going to make a ton of money, right? It's just, that's how PVCs work. I mean, it's like, and again, nothing wrong with it. It's that's the business they're in. They're, 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 they're looking to make money for their investors. Um, but when that slows, uh, less things happen. Right. Um, and so there are less, uh, brands, uh, popping up. That's for certain too, because there's also less of the whole glory story, right? Like, like, wow, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do no. Now it's, now you're actually hearing what this looks like. It sucks a lot. Yeah. If you're a founder and you're new and you're, you have a, you baked a cookie that's in the, and you're getting excited. Don't take, don't take, I'm just saying, okay. It sucks a lot. And uh, that's with any business, but, th but this is a very, very, very tough, tough business, especially today. And you have to be prepared for what this really looks like. Not the fluff stuff, you know, not the, not the RX bar sold and all that. That's, that's a dime a dozen. It never happens. So, you know, uh, I'm to tangent. It, it, going back to, there's less, there's less startups right? I don't see another puff company coming into our set. What will happen is private label and then offshoots like existing brands that have capital. Um, they, they just are offshooting these, these like other things, right? 
Um, but I think if you stay brand centric and, and carve that out, that community out, I think you have a play. I think there really is a play. Yeah, I, th I think there's definitely shrinkage of, of competition and, and premium competition because of, you know, runway of cash and being able to support the accounts and the distribution, um, launching innovation, etc. Um, so I, I think, and, and also for investors, really looking at those premium brands that are going to thrive despite all of those things, you know, and, and get that premium consumer to spend the extra, you know, money on your product. I think that's going to be telling of a lot of brands that are going to come out of this and be really successful. Um, I think if you came out of the pandemic and the after pandemic and the inflation and the recession, I mean, it's crazy, you know, it's in three years, you're getting every situation economically. So um, I think that's a testament to building, you know, the brand of the next generations. Um, I am sure that's, you know, one of your aspirations is definitely a, an aspiration for, uh, for Pachipo. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's well said. And, and it, it is interesting to think back the last three years. It's kind of, it's just crazy what we, what we've gone through. I don't even know how we're still around here. You know, the aliens are like, what, what, these guys are really tough. I didn't think don't so. Know. You know, I don't know if there's aliens. That was, I have no idea. I'm not in a theory. <laughs> like, okay, so just relax. Um, um, okay. I like that. That's, that's, a, that's, a, it's great. It's, it is a great comment. And again, trying to keep some optimism here. There's, there's opportunity. I, I, and I don't, I'm not going to do that thing where, where, yeah, there's always opportunity in a downturn. That's a, a fact. And mostly who that talks to is also just the rich. I mean, like the wealthy, it's, it's also fact, right? Like those with cash, it's why it's, it's proven. I mean, those with cash always do well if they're smart and, and know how to create opportunities in downturns, right? We look at real estate, what happens, you know, like that's the whole idea. I, again, this is just, and it happen, it can happen here too. Um, unfortunately, again, just being, being, you know, being honest to it, most don't have the capital, right? The, the, the brands don't have the capital to do that, to punch it, to, you, there's a great opportunity for hires right now. There's a lot of really great talent that I know are, are, are not only looking, but they're sitting in situations that are, are right. And that may not make it right. Stuff like that. Um, there's, there's opportunity to to innovate like you said if you can do that right start really going after it because there's going to be less of it so there's opportunity it's just how, can you make it you know can can these can your brand survive this um because yeah. it's going to be tough yeah i think it's giving a reason for for a shopper to pick you you know whether it's a returning one or, or a new one i mean you have to and if you get that chance you have to convert every time and get them to become a super fan in every way, you know, shape or form with quality of the product, uh, power of the brand, you know, community, um, everything. And, and I think that's why, again, like to me, it's 2023 is going to be about focus, focus on, you know, your runway, focus on your distribution, focus on your, you know, loyal shopper um, and, and get the wins um, out of that. I like that. Say that last part. That's how we're going to close this thing out since it's sales. I, I like that. Well, say, say that last part again. Get the get the wins, you know, after after a hard grind or a year of, you know, where it's going to be tumultuous and, and difficult. But uh, 
But I think there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, great potential for brands that come out of it, um, have a strong 2023 and, and will be, you know, ripe for an amazing 2024. And I think that's when you're going to be able to unleash a lot of new distribution. I want to close it out on that. That's, there's optimism in that. And I, I believe in that. Um, and I hope others do too. Um, good stuff. Pierre Jamet with Patipo. I, I don't, I'm just trying, okay? You're, you're a natural. <laughs> Be good. You enjoy the rest of the week. Appreciate it, Marty.